savage love. It's episode eight, season three of Ravage Love. What are we talking about today, Julie? It's Easter, bitch. Easter. Easter, and it's spring, so today is Good Friday. It is spring is in the air, and we are bringing you some whoo, some gems this week. <laughs> I I do have to say though, because we're not recording on Good Friday, um, it's not. There's no spring in the air here in Edmonton. Yesterday. It was 12 degrees in the morning. Beautiful. Beautiful. Then out of nowhere, Julie, we got a province-wide weather warning, including a tornado warning. We had snow squalls. We had a fire. Like there was like a full grass fire. Then we got snow. Um, The wind is so strong here. Like people's shingles are coming off. It's freezing. It was minus 18 this morning. It's going to be plus 17 on Wednesday, though. What is happening? I think, I mean, it's very on brand for Easter that you're having all of these plagues come down at once. Wanda, Wanda, yeah. <laughs> That's wacky. No, it's like 15 degrees and sunny here. It's very much spring is in the air and uh, I'm here for it. Also, hot tip that I found out from you. What is so special about this year's Easter weekend and the moon? Renee, what's going Ooh. on? Yeah. It's a full moon this Easter, and a lot of people like to play the whole, you know, Easter and resurrection and like, Jesus is a zombie. It's not, Jesus isn't a zombie. He's not, he's a lich. He's a lich. But this year, because it's a full moon, he's also a werewolf. Werewolves! And you, Werewolves. Know, you know, here on Ravage Love, whether we intend to or not, we read a lot <laughs> of shifter fiction. <laughs> Exactly. So I feel like an Easter episode that's also on a full moon is Trez on brand for us. Mm-hmm. Love mm-hmm. to see it. Um, do you want to just launch right into it, Renee? Because I cannot wait to talk about my book. <laughs> I I don't know if I'm if I'm dying to talk about my book. I'm still I'm still a little like shocked, but I'm ready to hear what your book was about. I mean, to be clear, I am very shook by my book, yeah. but um, I'm so excited <laughs> to so excited to talk about it because for long-time listeners of the show, you know, we read niche romance slash erotica and sometimes we get legit gems and sometimes we read these books and like <laughs> earnestly love them. And then sometimes we just dig into the crevices of the internet and find stuff that you're just like, this exists and we need to talk about it. <laughs> so my book this week is called Buns in the Oven, A Fertile Easter Short. Okay. And it's by an author named Cordova Sky. I did not Ooh. find much information about Cordova Sky, but I was interested in pronouns, for example, like gender, background. So I'm just going to read you directly a little blurb. The only thing I could find about them on Amazon, which is uh, where most of their books are found, is either Amazon or on the Kobo store because they are self published. So Cordova's lifelong passion for storytelling finally found a release with the advent of ebook self publishing. She, so we know gender, she adores telling tales of the erotic and exotic and likes to fill her stories with fertile, bulging bellies, getting the worship they deserve. Amen. (laughs) Now, every 
single Cordova Sky book I could find was about a breeding fetish. So if you are not familiar, a breeding <laughs> fetish is when you get off on the idea of impregnating someone. That's kind of like baseline. Um, so you're attracted to pregnant bodies, but also just the very act of like impregnating someone. So it was mm -hmm. interesting, usually like breeding fetishes, I mean, women and men and folks of all genders have them, but usually when you see it, it's like from the perspective of a man. So it's interesting that this is a woman writing from the perspective of presumably the pregnant body. I've never been pregnant, so you can chime in and let me know what you think, Renee. <laughs> never, as a mother of three, I've never been pregnant. I don't have children. Uh, so I find this infinitely fascinating. So when I say she writes solely stories of, of breeding fetishes, I mean, that's it. That's all you can find. All of the covers are of a big, bulging, white, pregnant woman's body with some sort of theme around it. And there's one for every holiday. So if you want a breeding fetish around Christmas, Halloween, you got, I mean, she has one for Easter for Christ's sake. So that tells you there's one for everyone. So this book came out in 2018. It was a whopping 26 pages. So it very much is an Easter short. And let me tell you, let me take you on a tale on a little journey. So Hope is a college student who rents a beautiful cottage for 10 days just to kind of take a break from school. We've all been there. She shows up all excited to just spend 10 days alone, sleeping in, watching TV, going for hikes, just like really recharging. And when she shows up, there is a beautiful, handsome, rugged, very masculine man sitting on the porch. Turns out his name is Peter. Peter Rabbit. <gasps> Peter Cottontail? Peter Rabbit. And he is the owner of the cottage and he says, hey, I just wanted to greet you. I like to just greet my guests when they show up so that they, you know, can feel comfortable and settled in. And she is overwhelmingly, like, just overcome with thirst. And <laughs> she uh, talks a little bit about how she hasn't always been the most attractive person and always hasn't, you know, has never really been a confident person. So never dated, never really had any boyfriends. And wasn't really considering herself a sexual person, but all of a sudden, like, thirsty. So she tries to ignore him for a couple days, but she is just, like, horn-dogging it up, can't get enough every night having, like, sexy dreams about this man, constantly trying <laughs> to, like, rub one out. And finally, she decides, I just gotta get out of this house and go for a walk and, like, just go for a hike, maybe get into nature, and then maybe I'll just, like, contain myself. Nope, goes out into nature, finds like a meadow. It's like, ooh, that looks really beautiful. Takes her shoes off, walks in. All of a sudden the water starts like lapping onto her and she's like, oh, this feels nice. And then she's like, oh, this feels really good. And then she looks around and all she sees is this like brown rabbit sitting on a rock, just like sun tanning. She's like, okay, there's no one around. Starts like rubbing one out. All of a sudden her, she, her arms are grabbed and she looks and it's beautiful. And she's like, oh my God, where did you come from? And then looks around and can't find the rabbit. So Peter is a shifter. Peter is a shifter. And he says, he calls himself the keeper of the field and Aww. says, I suspected that you would be my spring bride. Oh, you didn't know that today's the first day of spring? Yeah, uh, you showed up and I knew right away that you were going to be my mate. And she's like, what? I'm just like a university student. But like, it might explain why I'm just like so horny all of the time. And like, I don't want to be 
made it up with someone. Like, I still have my whole life ahead of me. And he was just like, but, you know, I'll take care of you forever. And if we mate. And she's like, okay. So then he gets her off first to, quote, tend the field. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Then decides, okay, now we're going to have, like, full-on P and V. And then says, quote, now the field must be plowed. (laughs) (laughs) Is he Amish, too? (laughs) (laughs) Then he plants his seed. And within days, she's full-on pregnant. Like, we're talking, like, nine months pregnant, full-on pregnant within days. And she expects that she's going to have a full litter. There's no real indication (laughs) of whether they're going to be rabbits, people, shifters. We don't really know. She's delighted. Suddenly doesn't care about getting her education. Is just, like, very happy to spend the rest of her life living in this cottage, just being barefoot and pregnant for Peter Rabbit. And the book ends with them banging hard in the bed shortly before she's about to give birth he like milks her it's a whole thing and then they Mm -hmm. just cuddle and fall asleep the end (laughs) (laughs) no no percento my friend that is the entirety of this book so in terms of (laughs) genital descriptions there are plenty everything from like cunt to like like there's like milky folds and then yeah like full on there's like a lactation fetish situation a breeding fetish situation a lot of worshipping like she's got this big belly and she can barely walk and he's just like oh god I love it so much Um, and yeah so in terms of the hot factor I'm gonna give it three out of five hot cross buns because no way. that's what I was gonna use too I'll, I'll switch it up <laughs> I mean, you can't do an Easter episode without talking about hot crust buns uh, because it was outrageous. But when there was no weird discussion of them talking about like plowing the field and laying the seeds and shit, it was hot. And like when she was like jerking herself off, it was hot. So I will give it some hotness, but I just couldn't get past the absurdity of everything else. So I'm going to give it three out of five in terms of the writing quite strong. As you know, sometimes when we find self-published stuff, it's just like grammar issues aplenty. No, it was like well-written, well-edited. The cover is holar. So I really recommend folks check out our Twitter or our Instagram so you can see the cover because it's just a giant (laughs) pregnant belly holding a bundle of carrots. (laughs) (laughs) No! Uh, And I'm sure it's the same stock photo of the belly that's used for every single cover because it looks to be the exact same every time. Um, But yeah, picture a giant swollen belly holding a bunch of carrots. That is Buns in the Oven by Cordova Sky. Over to you, Renee. (laughs) Well, Julie, um, mine was sort of along the same vein because as you know, there's no... There's no Easter <laughs> stories. And I was trying desperately to find something like, give me a Jesus. Give me a that Passover. Was, that give me- was me. So, couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. So mine is called Easter Fools. And I'm not going to read the subtitle because it's going to just ruin it. And I don't want to do that. Um, so Melissa is a sporty college graduate who is living in a small apartment next to some, some woodland. Um, now... In this world, the Easter Bunny is a real thing. Um, like it, it's a real thing, and it's there's lots of like spirits and things. So I imagine you know there's probably like a Santa Claus. You know, like it's a real thing. Um, 
Now, Melissa has like moved around a lot and she hasn't really been in one place for very long because she was at school. Um, but Easter was her favorite holiday because um, she loved like getting, you know, the surprise of like Easter eggs and stuff. And so now that she's kind of settled, um, she is hoping that the Easter bunny is going to come tonight. So <clears throat> she puts out her little Easter bunny basket next to her bed on, you know, on her little nightstand. And um, she goes to sleep with a smile on her face. Now, you know, the Easter bunny's coming in this world because while you're asleep, you like astral project. Mm. And so you see yourself sleeping like you're like above your body. So she's sleeping and she she's like, oh, this is it. The Easter bunny's coming. So she sees her little uh, her little basket glowing, which is a sign that Easter bunny's coming. Um, and I guess she's just so excited that like in her sleep, she grabs her basket and hugs it because she's just like, oh, I'm so excited. And the Easter bunny comes and she's holding onto this basket. So the Easter bunny hops on top of the bed to like put um, the eggs in the basket. But the Easter bunny slips and falls into her stomach um, and emerges from the stomach very, very, you know, shaken and kind of disappears. Melissa projects back, back into her body and she's like, what the fuck? Now, she was already a little nervous about Easter because, you know, she hasn't been visited in many years. But Easter this year also falls on April Fool's Day. And since this is a world where spirits exist, she was worried that you know, the God of fools was going to play a prank on her. Well, it happened. So, um, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. So she wakes up, she's not feeling well. She's feeling really sick and she's like, fuck, like, oh my God, what do I do? And then she just feels this feeling in her stomach and she's like, that doesn't feel good. And she's like, I have to go to the bathroom. I have to pee. Like I, I need to get up and she can't, she's like totally unsteady. She's just like, oh my God, what's going on? And then her stomach starts to grow a little bit and she's like, oh shit. Then she realizes, Julie, that the Easter Bunny had to put the eggs somewhere. Oh and no. So the subtitle of my book is the Easter Bunny put the eggs in the wrong basket. Oh no. <laughs> so she is filling up with Easter eggs and <laughs> I don't even know what to say. So she's filling up with Easter eggs. She's getting big and ready, but like, it's also kind of making her horny. And she's like, hey, rub one out, I guess. Um, and like her boobs are getting really swollen and she's just like super into it. So she's like rubbing it out. Um, at one point she like pisses all over the place because she's like thought she was squirting, but it was pee, you know, how it goes. Um, Anyway, so she's kind of like digging the sensation and then all of a sudden she's like, okay, th these eggs are coming. So she starts to like birth these little Easter eggs and some of them, <laughs> some of them are, some of them are colored hard boiled eggs, like chicken eggs, and some of them are plastic eggs. <laughs> and so she's, she's birthing these little eggs, but she realizes like, they're not stopping. And in fact, she's getting bigger. And it's almost like these eggs are just replenishing themselves. And so <laughs> she had figured she was going to maybe, you know, birth like 50 eggs. But at this point, there's 200 and counting. Just shooting oh out of her. Oh my God. So she, <laughs> she crawls, she crawls to the bathroom amongst, I quote, the smell of eggs. Oh. And yeah and so what she figures is 
in her universe, there are such things as spiritual pregnancies. And she figured that what happened was when the Easter bunny fell into her and planted those eggs in there, um, it was going to make her explode. So the Easter bunny did something in a pinch to give her a spiritual pregnancy instead. So she wouldn't die. But the problem as we come to find out is that actually there's a, like a vortex in there, I guess. Um, that's just creating eggs. So she passes out. She's like been birthing all of these eggs. You know, she's exhausted. It's been going on for hours. So she falls asleep and then she astral projects again. And she's looking at her poor body on the floor of the bathroom with these eggs shooting out of her. And <laughs> she realizes that she can kind of see the magic in her stomach. So that's how she figures out that there's like this little magical vortex creating these eggs. But she also sees that the magic's kind of flowing to her breasts. And she's like, oh, well, maybe if I milk myself oh, oh god the magic will oh will kind of move away from my my womb and shoot out of my breasts oh my god okay. okay so she wakes up okay she wakes up and uh you know <laughs> she wakes up and she is like hey well i gotta i'm gonna try milking myself so she's trying and she's trying she's trying to like get these her, her mammaries going and uh <laughs> You know, she's like, this feels so good. And so finally, like, milk just starts to, sh like, gush out of her boobs. Like, just gushing. And she's like, yes! So the eggs start kind of, like, slowing down. Slowing down. And then at one point, she's like, I should save this milk. So she gets, like, a pan. And she's, like, trying to, like, save some of the milk. But she also kind of gets hungry, Julie. Nope. So she, eat she eats one of her hard-boiled eggs. Nope. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. She so she's just sitting there like spread eagle. These eggs kind of rolling out of her at this point. They're slowing down. She's munching on a hard boiled egg, squirting milk into a tray, getting things under control. So she, while she's kind of munching on this egg, you know, she finishes her little egg and then she's like, I wonder what's in the plastic one. So she opens the plastic one and there's cash in it. <laughs> yeah, but not just like, like, fivers like there's like 50s hundreds and she's birthed a lot of these plastic eggs so she realizes like this was kind of like the bunny's way of saying like sorry sorry about this so she's like oh my god i'm rich oh, i'm i'm fucking rich and you know so what happens in the end of the story is that she she learns that oh my god fuck i can't even sing okay um because her hard-boiled eggs are magical they um can keep for quite a long time and now she's also rich. So she gets like a big like cooling system to save some of the eggs. Uh, oh my God. Then she uses them to make meals for the homeless. Oh, my, Renee, you're lying. You're lying. I'm not lying. Oh. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. <laughs> and she uses her money to like get a nice house and like she invests it and gives them to charity and stuff. Um, but she kept a bunch of this milk and the milk never goes bad. It's magical. But she learned that if she drinks the milk, she gets to have like the pregnancy, like the horny pregnancy experience again. Um, but like she she'll just birth regular chicken eggs. Um, and so she runs out of that milk in a year because she's just like having such a good time with it. Um, and then, yeah, the year rolls by. We're back at Easter. It's not on April Fool's Day this year. And uh, 
she uh, she does it all over again because it's fun. And I'm going to read that for you because it's fucked up. Do it right now. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Okay, I'll do my rating right after. You need to know how this book ends. I thought that was the ending. This is the ending. You ready? Oh, my God. I don't know if I am. Okay. (laughs) Hit me. Hit me. Okay. This is Easter a year later. Once again, the holiday that secured her place in life when coupled with the God of Fools' antics had arrived. There, tucked in the silky sheets of her large bed, Melissa lay comfortably. She wasn't sure she would be visited ever again, especially after being given so much, but still eagerly awaited the Easter Bunny's return, though too excited not or too excited to sleep. Not that she needed to, in order to see the spirits that were all around. A side effect of drinking the spiritual essence that allowed her to see uh, allowed her to do so quite easily. Sure enough, a familiar bluish white light appeared near the wall of her bedroom, and the bunny appeared. While she had a basket on her nightstand, she also had another. Opening her sheets to expose her stomach, she revealed that she had had an artist paint one on her belly, just in case the bunny wanted to use it instead. Ignoring the basket on the stand, the bunny promptly hopped up on her bed, looked at her with imploring eyes, and gave her belly basket a double tap with its front paws. Instantly, she felt a rush of spiritual energy flow through her body and felt that familiar filling sensation fire up in her womb. It seemed that this Easter would be just as exciting as the last. Opening her mouth to thank the bunny, she started to speak when the bunny jumped up, landed on her butt with its hind leg, <laughs> and with and with its glowing... F- <laughs> I said... I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> You need to do this with okay, me. Okay, okay, okay. He's on her butt. He's on her butt. Continue. I read this for us. <sighs> okay, landed on her butt with its hind legs and with its glowing front paws double tapped her ass almost instantly the urge to go to the bathroom appeared and she knew that it had nothing to do with regular biology the bunny seemingly finished with what it had come to do turned her away and gave her a wink before it jumped through the far off wall and disappeared you little she started endearingly with a creeping smile on her face it seemed that the easter bunny had picked up a little influence from the god of fools himself and had his own flair for the naughty I guess this Easter will be a little different from the last, she exclaimed with excitement. After all, this year the bunny had given her eggs in two baskets. Fuck off. <laughs> what yep. nay? That's what I read last night. Um, same. Okay, listen. Listen. Wow. I'm a mother. I have had three children. And the way that the author, like the author describes like how great her breasts feel filling with milk. No, it doesn't feel good. You get infections and shit. It's not a good feeling. My breasts reach my belly button now. It's not fun. <laughs> also, there, you know, there's those people who are like, I orgasm when I give birth. No. At one point, she decides to masturbate right before she's about to like birth these eggs. No, sorry. Lay these eggs. And she calls it greasing her channel. Nope. And part of me was like, why didn't I think of that? Because <laughs> it doesn't work, Renee. It doesn't, no. And, um, I mean, but, like, she was kind of into it. Like, at one point, she's, she was talking about, like, you know, how there's this fetish for laying eggs. I could see how, like, those little gelatin egg things, like, I could see how that, you know, could be an experience. Okay, sure. But I don't know. that You know... Julie, you know, Mm-mm. it was a lot. 
it was a lot. And um, I'm going to say, z- I don't, I don't know. There were times where I was like, okay, she's, she's having fun with this, but then it just took this turn where she's just shooting eggs out of her pussy. Um, I'm going to say one out of five Cadbury cream eggs. <laughs> oh, fuck. Look, I don't like to yuck people's yums. I don't. And it wasn't rapey. This woman was into nope. it. But yep. it does make me think, like, what is going on in the minds of people? Did you find any information about the author of this book? I did, yeah. So her picture is just, like, a little, like, um, like anime character. Her name is Michelle L. Taylor. So Michelle Elizabeth Lynn L. Taylor. Um, she... Yeah, she's got a whole, she's passionate about like life and love and interested in many genres of writing, but you would never know that from her bibliography because, like your author, it's all just um, pregnancy or like Futanari stuff. So, like the hermaphrodites and stuff, which I'm very like not into. I think that's really poor taste to write about. And then lots of like milking, like mm. lots of milk, so lactation. milk fetish stuff intersex yeah. fetish breeding tentacles. fetish ooh tentacle okay okay yeah again not and my l- jam but you know it's fiction you're not you know i would have feelings if this was actually live performance art but if you're making stuff up from the recesses of your brain i mean i guess it's not hurting mm-hmm. anybody but i feel like i would have been damaged if i had to read that book i'm not going to lie to you <clears throat> I went on here's here's like the roller coaster of feelings I have when I read the topics that she likes to write. So aliens, all right, cool, cool. Tentacles, all right. Monsters, yeah, okay. Demons, sure, sure, yeah. Pregnancy, no. <laughs> Breast expansion, mm-mm. lactation, nope. Futanari females, hermaphrodites, not cool. Transgender, I mean, in what context? Yeah, exactly. Gender bender again. Mm. Transformation, what does that mean? Nanotechnology confused viruses we're in a pandemic <laughs> science fiction all right and then supernatural i'm back but i don't think i want to i mean that is, I thought that it, is I an extensive ex- area of expertise yeah. i mean i'll give her credit for that people she didn't just stick to one lane and i respect that game but yeah hot yeah. damn i really i wanted her to have a litter of bunnies little baby bunnies i would have been okay i was even okay when i read that book where the lady had the baby spiders i was fine that book was fine it was spicy it was good god and i wanted her to have bunnies i didn't want hard-boiled eggs to shoot out of her punani and then she ate them like and then fed them to the homeless (laughs) fed them to the homeless like she was trying to do charity jesus didn't resurrect himself so that you could shoot hard-boiled eggs out of your hoo-ha and then feed it to the less fortunate. That's not what they want. They want housing. They want, they want housing. Housing first, and then we'll get to the eggs. But even then, quality control. It's like people who bring, like, expired food to the food bank. Like, fuck you. Poor people deserve good food. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? And when she's, like, she's like crawling around, these eggs are shooting out of her. She's like, I just need some water. And then it's like, she could smell the hard-boiled eggs. Yeah, when you said that, I was, I was like, like, no. No, no, no. Listen, when you when you give birth, it kind it kind of smells like chicken noodle soup everywhere. Because like, you just a lot is coming out of you, and your like your pores are just like I don't even know what's going on, but kind of smells like chicken noodle soup. It's not bad. It's not a bad smell, but it's it's a lot. And 
I can't imagine Mm-mm. being in a room with something coming out of my body and then it's like, oh, it smells like hard-boiled eggs in here. What's worse, Julie, was when she went when she sat down to eat the hard-boiled egg, um the shell smelled like her pussy. <sighs> Renee, we need no. Renee, no. I, I no. Next year we're not we're not doing we're not doing this. <laughs> no, or we're gonna spend the next 365 days trying to find what we intended to find, which was like super Christian, he has risen and so has my boner type shit. Like that's what we're looking for. And I'm gonna I'm determined to spend the next year seeking out that content. If you're listening to this and you are a content creator, please write that book so we don't have to read this mm. wackadoodle shit. I will yeah. read you an excerpt from mine. It is wholesome as shit compared to what you just okay. read. <laughs> Give me, yeah. Give but it, it is me. like, oh God, I'm so disturbed. Oh by my God. Book. So I have like chills. <laughs> so talking about my book, I've got chills. It was so gross. Yeah, no shit. And like, to be clear, people, like Renee is not a squeamish person. You watch like body horror like horror movies you've read like you love gothic horror like you've you're not a squeamish person so if you as both someone who's had children and therefore not squeamish about childbirth and is into horror and occult and shit like that if you're like then that's a sign that's a sign that's a sign yeah it was you know what i i was kind of into this book at first i was i was like cool but they lost me with the egg smell they didn't have to do that no, Michelle L. Taylor did not have to. It didn't need to be a full obvious. sensory experience. No, no descriptions, no. visual descriptions were enough. Thank you. I don't think I can ever eat a cream egg again, frankly. Well, I mean, I'm now deathly allergic to dairy, so maybe this is exactly the push I needed to no longer miss them. Because every Easter, I'm like, what I wouldn't give, and now I'm like, nope. I'm gonna send you some peeps though, bud. Oh, please do, please do. They're also not <laughs> vegan, so they'll kill me. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> They're made with All right, bones. Tell me. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh my god what a transition okay so again i read buns in the oven a fertile easter short yeah. by cordova sky i'm gonna read you okay. a very short excerpt which is the moment after uh she gets caught jerking off by herself in the meadow and he is like all of a sudden there and she's sort of shook so <clears throat> she's like what do you need me for your purpose is to create life, of course, he said. That's what you're meant for, my sweet little hope. To be opened, planted, and bring your fruitfulness to the season. You mean a baby? I, I, I can't, Hope said, memories of her responsibilities making her shake her head. I have to go back. I have school. I can't raise a baby and get a degree. It would be crazy. Did you not want to stay here when you first arrived? Peter asked. You could. Stay here. Raise my children. Know the land. He kissed her, lips warm and soft as they pressed hers apart. His tongue slid into her mouth with a phantom taste of fresh fruit and clear water. Your kind have forgotten that the land will take care of you so long as you care for it. But it must be your choice. Hope clung to him as he pulled back, hands falling to his sides. More than anything, she wanted to feel him touching her again. And a baby... She'd always wanted kids, a family, even when she'd completely failed at dating, even when she told herself she could worry about family after she had a degree she didn't want and a career that would give her security rather than happiness. Peter was offering everything she ever wanted, and all she had to do was say yes. 
I choose, she breathed, pulling him close. I choose to give myself to you completely. Peter smiled at that, scooping her up and carrying her to the soft, grass-covered bank of the creek. The rabbit was gone, she saw, and wasn't surprised. Surely, a demigod could take whatever form he chose, and for a god of fertility, a rabbit was a natural choice. She had a sudden vision, as Peter laid her down, of her belly, full, not just of one child, but several, and a tremor of desire swept through her at the thought of being bred and filled so full. Peter's eyes were intent on her as if reading her thoughts. As you wish, my dear, he said, so softly she barely heard, and hope felt a fresh rush of heat at the idea he would give her whatever she wanted. Then he was touching her again, and thought was swept away in raw sensation. Then they fuck! Then they fuck, and he gives her little rabbits! And that is... Did she give birth to rabbits? Oh, uh, we don't know, but the assumption is yes, because it ends with them, like her, him and her fucking lactation fetish stuff. And then she literally says, Hope smiled as he soothed her off to sleep, already dreaming of all the springs yet to come. I have a- another take on this story. Hit me. If you'll allow me. Hit me. <clears throat> I would like nothing more. Um, Velveteen Rabbit. Um, and this is a fever dream because she actually has scarlet fever. Ooh. Don't hate that theory. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling that, bud. I'm feeling that for awesome. sure. Yeah, 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 good call. Um, yeah. I mean, again, I thought it was a little wacky for my taste, but then you read yours, and now I'm like, shit, this was straight up wholesome by comparison. Um, yeah. You know what? I feel like Julie, you have so much going on in your life and you're working so hard to overcome so much trauma. That um, I'm willing, I, I'm happy to take these bullets for us. <laughs> Thank you um, so much. Yeah, like I have a dissociative disorder now, but I don't think it's because of these books. So you know, I'm I'm able to just kind of like pack it away. And I'm not gonna lie, I did dream last night. I quit drinking. I don't know if I mentioned that. I'm trying to be sober, and so I just dreamed about sh- eggs shooting out of me all night. Oh, but, um, dude, that's not okay. No, but you know what? I think that's how I just processed it. Okay. So I'm, I'm okay today. I'm all right today. And I'm really happy that I didn't imagine the fact that he also put eggs in her butthole. Oh, um, yeah. No, that was a real thing that happened. She was going to poop eggs. Yeah. Imagine, like, pooping eggs nope. and then shooting eggs out of your vagina at the same time. Like, And she's into it. She's just like, oh, you little scamp. <laughs> you little scamp. <laughs> nope. How fun. How fun. But imagine, like, oh, my God. Imagine... <laughs> Julie, imagine she doesn't birth eggs. She births peeps. Like out of her butt. She's like, little leap. Chirp, chirp. Chirp, chirp. <laughs> oh, I mean, unless oh the only other confection. Oh, no, that's too far. Nope, nope, never mind. I was like, the only other confection that is associated with Easter is chocolate bunnies. And then I just realized oh, they were coming out of her no. butt. So, no, that's too much. Too much. I would say it's just like a picture full... bright yellow peeps just like strutting out of her butt, like sup girl. I just imagine like boop, boop, <laughs> like they're just popping out, or like it's just gonna be like a full cream egg McFlurry, <laughs> just like soft serve, like one girl, <laughs> no. one flurry. Like <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, friends, I want to tell you that next week is gonna be more wholesome, but <laughs> We don't know. We can't guarantee that it will be because what's our theme for next week, Renee? <laughs> I don't 
don't even know. I'm so stuck on these. It's. I'm just going to read this for the rest of the year. This is... Well, next week we're reading yeah. Angels. Oh, thank God. Yes, which could angels. go any which way. Um, I'm hoping... I don't know if you've been following the controversy this week about Little Nas X and his new video where he's giving... Like, he's having sex oh, with Satan. Yes. Hail Satan. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> real hoping that that's, that's the level of filth we get next week and that it doesn't involve lactation, breeding, poop fetishes, any of that stuff. Again... I will not yuck your yum if it's consensual and no one's being harmed. But yeah. goddamn, I'm not interested in reading that again. But again, I cannot guarantee that my angel book will not be filthy in a different way. But you'll have to come back and visit us next week, listeners. Because, yeah, next week we're talking about angels and whether or not angels. we'll be touched by them. I really hope I do find an actual angel book. But I'll also not take off the uh, shelf the possibility of it being an angel of mercy erotica just because that's where my head's at Ooh. this week yeah i'm looking for uh either super christian angel stuff mm -hmm. uh i do know what's funny is when you google angel and romance you just get a lot of stories about a woman <laughs> named angel <laughs> yeah or like or like a um like a gang member name. Oh yeah, there was a lot of like Hell's Angels stuff and a lot of like Angel and her sister Hope meet a man <laughs> named Chad or whatever. But we'll see. We'll see what kind of gems we can pick for you. But hey, every once in a while you gotta go into the deep recesses of the internet. So no regrets for this week's episode, but may we never revisit it again. Mm -hmm. Amen. Did you ever watch American Gods or read the book? No, actually. I did read the second book, not knowing that it was the second book in that series, but uh, I enjoyed it. There's not a second book in American Gods. There's like a spinoff book from one of the Bunums. And of course, I'm drawing a complete blank on what it's called, but it's literally set in the same universe as American Gods. I swear to you. I swear oh, to you. Well, I'll have to look into it. Well, what I was going to say was that um, the main character in American Gods, his name is Angel, and he meets easter and in the show it's played by Kristen chenoweth and i'm not sorry i went there so oh my gosh that's because she's a flawless angel person oh she's not even a yeah yeah she's she's flawless listen we can just tie this whole show back to um terry uh not terry pratchett what's his face neil gaiman 100 percent. Yeah. i'm here for it um by the way it's called anansi boys and it's about, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. I have that book. Yeah, I have that book. I haven't read it yet. But you're right. Yeah, yeah. It is the same. It's in the same universe. Guys. So I was told, because it, my book club chose Anansi Boys, and I was like, I never read American Gods. And I was told I didn't need to read it to appreciate it. So I didn't. It was quite good. Um, but I do wish I had read American Gods first. But then I ordered it, and it's like 8,000 pages. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have time to read American Gods and then read Anansi Boys in a month for my book club. <laughs> But I will revisit it. It was my <laughs> first ever Neil Gaiman book. And then I read The Ocean at the End of the Lane. And I was like, oh, fucking incredible book. So him and his ex-wife's messy relationship bothers me. But um, I'm going to picture an American Gods, either Kristen Chenoweth or um, isn't. Uh, oh, who's the hot old guy in American Gods? I don't know why, but I, I vibe with him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know who He's like kind of grizzled, like but I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. That's who I'm going to picture. He was also, he's in my favorite movie, Hot Rod. Um, oh! <laughs> hot tip about Renee. That's not a lie. Her favorite movie is Hot Rod. I've never known another person who's seen it before we have. Every time it comes up on Netflix as like a suggested viewing, I'm just like, Renee! <laughs> 
Hot Rod and Shrek 2. Like, that's... <sighs> Wrote a little Nacho um, Libre and have yourself a pleasant oof. afternoon. Yeah. Anyway, this was so lovely. <laughs> I mean, we survived hearing your voice is always lovely. I mean, same. Same. But I do feel like I need to have, like, a bumper sticker that says, like, I survived Easter week on Ravage Love because... <laughs> yeah, boy. I'm going to be thinking about that one for a long time. I'm glad I take sleep medication. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just start drinking again. No. It was lovely chatting <laughs> with you, though. You too, buddy. Do you want to sing us out? Sure do. Ravage love. Ravage love. Bye. Bye. Where you spoke. Artwork for the podcast was created by Karen McKnight. Special thanks to Press Start to Join for production assistance. For gaming and tech news, search Press Start to Join or on social media at PS the number two J show. Connect with us online at Ravage Love on Instagram and by email at ravagelove.podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.